and Wellness Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Jada Lovick from JLHealthAndWellness.com, and today we are going to be talking all about exactly why diets don't work. The reason this is such a relevant topic is because I'm willing to bet that most of you listening to this have been on a diet and have crashed and burned on the diet. Um, we're going to start off with a quote by Dr. Oz. So the problem with severely restricting diets is that they jolt your body into starvation mode, preventing your body from burning unwanted fat and storing more fat and calories for you to survive on. When the body can no longer get its calories from food, it looks to get some of its calories from lean muscle. This results in muscle loss. Lean muscle means a slower metabolic rate causing stalled weight loss or even worse, weight gain. So this is exactly the sum of what we're going to be talking about today. So to start off, what is a diet? A diet, according to the dictionary, there's two definitions, first of all. One definition is the kinds of food that a person, animal, or community habitually eats. So for example, vegetarian, vegan, or paleo diet. The other definition is a special course of food to which one restricts oneself. So either to lose weight or for medical reasons. Restrictive strategies set us up for failure in the long run. And that is the point that I want to drive home today. Any restrictive diet will have a yo-yo effect. And this is not your fault, but this is exactly why diets don't work long-term, not to mention the damage that can be done to your health, your metabolism, for example, with overly restrictive diets. I know that we all want a quick fix, like that's just the society that we live in today. But if you want to create sustainable results, you want sustainable weight loss, then there is a way to do this. It's just not a quick fix. It'll take a little bit of time, but it will be longer lasting if you do it the right way. I was inspired to talk about this topic this week because I talked about it with my own coaching clients a few weeks ago, and I know they were really appreciative of this topic and the strategies that we use. So I'm going to be giving you a glimpse into my program today. So the other point I want to drive home is that we have to be open to new ideas, um, open to new foods and learning to tune into the signals your body is giving you about the food you eat. So use this chance to kind of step out of your comfort zone and explore new foods, new tastes, and new possibilities. Instead of taking away, the point we want to emphasize is adding. So add more foods that will be more beneficial to your health um, to your diet, such as more vegetables. Try new vegetables. Let's see what kind of foods you like that you haven't tried before. Try new ways of cooking them. Maybe you don't like a certain vegetable steamed, but maybe you may like it baked. I discovered um, a few years ago that I actually loved baked Brussels sprouts. They are so delicious to me. Before, if I was thinking about Brussels sprouts, like, I don't know why, they just had the stigma to me, and I'm like, oh no, those look nasty, I'm not eating them. But when you go out of your comfort zone, you never know what you can explore. The same with smoothies. Smoothies have become such a staple in my diet, and I put spinach in my smoothies, kale, um, just trying different ways to get my uh, minerals and my nutrients in. Because of that, I didn't have to worry so much about what I was taking away out of my diet, and I was actually you know, enjoying the foods that I'm eating now. Another thing that may help you with this is to use a food journal. Um, so whether that is writing 
your food items down with a pen and paper and doing it the traditional way. Or there are tons of apps these days that can allow you to just kind of plug your food in and go about your business. Um, and they have like the macronutrients, the micronutrients for a lot of them. And they kind of will just give you a rough estimate of what you're putting into your body. I like to use my fitness pal to track my food and I will do this from time to time. I don't do it every single day anymore, especially because it gets tedious and I don't find it necessary anymore. Like I'm overall happy with where I am, but it is a great way I think to, you know, keep track of what you're eating. Another thing I also had my clients do was to write down how they were feeling after they ate each food. So for example, if you had some chips, did you feel bloated after? Did you have a headache a little bit after that? And we kind of followed a trend. I had them write down everything that they ate using a food journal. And I did this just so that they were aware of what they were putting into their bodies and that they were aware of how these foods, good or bad, um, the feelings and the effects that these foods have on them. Because a food can be healthy to somebody else, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthy for you and your unique body. We're all different and we have to realize that each one of us is one of a kind. If a food's not agreeing with you, even though it is so-called healthy and it may be causing inflammation in your body, then that may be hindering your goal of weight loss and it may be just, it may be contributing to you not feeling like your overall best self and that's not what we want. Um, another thing I want to talk about is that I don't necessarily use, especially when I track with my fitness pal, I don't necessarily use it just to count calories because this can also be kind of detrimental to our health if we're only focusing on the calorie goal, the caloric goal. Um, I can eat Oreos all day and be like, oh, well, I hit my goal with 1800 calories, but that's not really giving my body the nutrients it needs. So instead of focusing on quantity, we need to make sure we're focusing on the quality of the foods that we're putting in our body. And that's not to say that we can't treat ourselves. Like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not about restricting your diet. I think everything in moderation, but it is important to know what you're putting into your body at the same time. Also, making sure that when you track your progress, not to just use the scale. I think that that can be... For me, at least, it was kind of detrimental. I started focusing so much on the number on the scale that it was almost like it was a big upset for me in a couple of ways just because if I saw that I lost weight that week, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to reward myself. Like, I'm going to go have some treats. But if I saw that I gained weight that week on the scale, according to the scale, I would be like, okay, well, you know what? I gained weight. What do I have to lose? I'm just going to eat anyway. Send me back into that yo-yo diet effect. For that reason, I also recommend to my clients, we don't just do the scale. We also do um, body measurements. If you need help with that, you can email me. There's tons of information online. Anyway, you can email me at jlhealthandwell at gmail.com. Again, that's jlhealthandwell at gmail.com. And we can talk about exactly the proper way to take your body measurements. I also love to go off of how my clothes are fitting and progress pics. Progress pics are probably my favorite um, just because you can see how your body is changing. So you can take progress pictures, you know, when you're starting your lifestyle change, like a week after, you can choose to do two weeks after. 
my point being, we don't just have to focus on the scale because the scale, the number, first of all, you're not going to lose, you may not lose weight every week on the scale, but maybe you lost an inch around your waist, you know? And we need to focus on the small victories. Small steps are what's gonna lead us to the big steps and big changes in our lives that are sustainable. Yeah. So just to summarize all of this up, food does not have to be bad. Like we said, use this chance to try new foods, eat everything in moderation. You don't have to cut out the cake if you don't want to. Um, and in fact, I would advocate for you having a little piece of cake. Obviously, don't have cake as a snack every single day and watch your portion sizes, which we'll be talking about later. But it's all about moderation in life. You can be healthy without restricting yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Please remember that this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. I'm simply here to educate and empower you on health and wellness topics that commonly affect us. Please consult your physician before beginning any exercise program, as well as any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. I wish you all the very best. And remember, when you know better, you do better. Once again, let's toast to health and happiness. And thanks for tuning in to the Health and Wellness Happy Hour. Podcast.